I made quite several new friends recently at a party、mm. by a friend whose name is Tess, and she asked me if she could paint me. That's right. How was that? It was flattering because nobody has ever asked me to be the subject of a painting before. And what was the painting for? The Archibald Prize. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Michael Theo, otherwise known as Mr. A Plus. I'm starting this podcast because I want to entertain people and bring love and light into people's lives as well. Rules for the podcast include no controversial topics such as politics, religion, past wars, weaponry, and drugs. And most importantly, it has a strict no COVID talk policy. Today. We have another special guest joining us today, but this is no celebrity. This is actually a very close friend of mine, a very good friend, a friend that I met first met back in 2011, 10 years ago, and we've been really close friends ever since. We're actually two close friends who love each other like family. I treasure her very much, and I would would absolutely dread the thought of losing her in any way. Now, without further ado, let's welcome today's guest, Brianna McHugh. Hi, hi everybody. I'm Brianna. Hello, Brianna. Nice of you to join us. Thank you for having me. And yeah, it's a, a real great privilege to be here with you today. Thank you for the lovely introduction. That's very good. It's my pleasure. Today we'll be discussing how we met, our favorite things about each other, and how we work as friends and. What we share in common, any differences we have, and stories to share, and possibly checking in about my love life and vice versa. Okay, all right. Well, we'll start at the beginning. How did we meet? Do you remember? Yes, ten years ago, I believe, back in two thousand eleven, I was in year eleven at at Wollongong High School at the time,、mm-hmm. and I believe that you had only just started your attendance there. Yeah, I started. I um, I changed schools and and came in year eleven. To your school, that's right. It was a long time ago. I don't remember meeting you the first time, but we were in the same year at school. I think our friendship really started kind of after school, though. Like we knew each other at school, but then it was after school when、um, when we were both already left and graduated and all that. And we used to meet up for dinner once a.、Uh, I think you reached out one time, or did I? And we we went out for dinner. We went out to Sanchuros. You mean pot of gold? Yeah, we did that once every three months for a little while. Yeah, but I think that's where our friendship really started because we knew each other in high school, but we weren't. I mean, we were both preoccupied with high school, and then it was after school、mm. that we started making an effort to to see each other.、Um, how did you feel、yes. when you first left high school? Did you feel like you got to take many friends with you, or did it make you feel more connected or less connected to people? Because I know that that could be a like a big shift. Well, to be honest, I was just going to try my best to stay in touch with friends the best I could, but I knew that it was just a matter of time before the majority of those friendships just died one day. Yeah, it's hard to keep up with everyone from school, and I think that that's a really dramatic change. Seeing everybody every day and then kind of lumped in together, and then seeing only people when you choose to see them or they choose to see you—it's a really different dynamic. Have you got more friends that you've made? Outside of school, or still more friends that you made at school. I mostly have more friends 
that I didn't go to school with. Hmm. That's nice. New perspectives. And how do you feel about maintaining relationships? Sometimes it can be hard work, especially when I feel like the other person doesn't really put in as much effort as I do. But I just keep pushing on because losing friends can be a very unpleasant feeling. Yeah, it can. Or even losing friends to distance. Like it's not because something went wrong, but just because you're too far away in time or space. Yeah. How do you work on that? Because I know that with us, like we, we've been friends for 10 or more years now. 10 years, actually. 10 years. So yeah. I, it doesn't feel like I have to maintain it, you know? Like, a, like I mean, yes, I, I do have to maintain it, obviously. You have, have to be there for each other. But it doesn't take as much effort as like a new friendship or a friendship that has less solid of a foundation. So what kind of things do you do when you're making new friends? And I just basically... Keep in touch with them by texting or calling or FaceTiming to show them that that I'm still interested in being friends with them, but also showing that I care. Do you find that people do that with you? They do their best to make the time for me as well, which I appreciate, because I can't be the only one who does all the work. Mm Mm-mm. Sometimes it feels like you are. Mm. There are always going to be those relationships. But you've been making lots of new friends recently, right? Yes, I have. Yeah. So tell me about that. How's that been happening? Like that's a a big change and I know that you're doing it in a different way. There have been a lot of different ways that I made new friends. Mm -hmm. Probably through, through mutual people and giving people a chance as well and deciding if I want to be friends with that, that person. Two of them, I met at a bar actually it wasn't a bar it was it was a cafe yeah. last year and that day I just became friends with them who were they the names are Brianna and Haley yeah how did you meet them did you did they approach you did you approach them actually they messaged me on messenger saying that that they're fans of love on the spectrum and they were fans of me and I decided they don't live too far away from me I could possibly meet up with them in a public place so we could get to know each other and spend a little bit of time together and suss each other out. That's pretty exciting. Did you talk to your family about it first? I just told a couple of people in my family about it, and but also because I didn't really want them to make a fuss over it. Because sometimes I, I feel some form of discomfort when, when a lot of people become overprotective of me. Yeah, that's true. And, and all of a sudden you feel like you can't do what you want to do considering the fact that i'm almost in my 30s i made quite several new friends recently but at a party that i was invited to Mm. by a friend whose name is tess and she asked me if she could paint me that's right how was that it was flattering because nobody has ever asked me to be the subject of a painting before and what was the painting for the archibald prize how did it feel to be in a big art competition? I was honoured. What does the picture look like? Can you describe it to us? It's basically a painting of me and my quarters. What are your quarters? My bedroom, of course. I use the term quarters because it's it sounds more formal than bedroom because because bedroom is a very common household description. Mm-hmm. And um, I was dressed in my signature formal wear and I was standing next to my bed and I was having my hand in my jacket as well. Very similar to a presidential portrait. There you go. It's a, it is very regal, isn't it? Do you like it? Yeah, I really like the painting, but Tess is actually playing t- 
to give it to me so I can give it to my mother for her to keep. Oh, that'll be beautiful. Because I'm not really too keen on having a, a portrait of myself. Oh, I don't know. I think that if you have a portrait of yourself, you also need to have a mantelpiece. So like a big fireplace and then you put your portrait over the top of the mantelpiece and then it can be like looking down on everybody like in one of those old-fashioned... I guess. But first off, I have no use for a fireplace. Secondly, if I was to have a mantle, the only portrait I would ever want on a mantle is a portrait of me and and my future wife. Ah, yeah, okay. So yeah, that's how I became made those friends recently. You talked about your future wife just a moment ago. You you seem to have that really yeah. planned out. I know that we've talked about it before. You have a very traditional view of a rela- relationships yes. and how they should go. And how do you feel about marriage? How do you feel about that part of your life? Obviously, that's something you want, but can you... Describe how that fits into your life plan. I would love to be married because I would like to have someone to spend the rest of my life with and share my life with, actually. Because if I stay stay single, it just feels lonely and empty. Why does it feel empty? Because I've been single for my whole life and just doesn't really make me feel that fulfilled. Yeah. So what do you think the difference between friendship and romantic interest is? People that you're friends with, they're like your second family and they're people you that you can spend time with and rely on for um, comfort or support or guidance when you need it because mm-hmm. that's what friends are for. But with romantic relationships, that means you're dedicating yourself to that one person that means so much to you. Also, romantic relationships are very serious. I always say that if a person finds a partner for themselves, they should not only be loyal, but also grateful because Mm -hmm. a partner is also like a treasure. If you end up losing it, there's a chance that you might not be able to get it back. That's true. Do you think that if you meet someone, they're going to be the one straight away or or how do you feel about Mm. meeting different people and dating different people? Because uh, the way that you talk about it, I mean, it sounds beautiful, but my experience in relationships, I'm really, really glad I'm not with that one person and didn't dedicate my life to that. I mean, not that if yes. anybody's listening to this, not that the per- first person I ever dated was a bad person, but I'm really glad that when I didn't stop there, you know, and, and have explored love and romance in the world. And, and how does how does that feel and sound to you? Well, whenever I date someone, I'm aware that there's no guarantee that they'll be the one because Mm. all I can do is just go on a date and suss them out and Mm -hmm. also pay attention to how I feel on the inside because you can't force feelings for someone because if you're dating someone, you have to either be interested in them or not. Yeah. Have you ever been in that situation? Yeah, I have. I've went on dates with quite a few girls, but most of the time I've found that I've, not really had any romantic feelings for that person. Yeah. And I would just tell them that I just don't feel that way. And that's great. Have you made friends out of that? Um, a couple of them. Yeah. Do you believe in the one? I don't know about somebody being the one because there is no one. What really exists is the right person. 
Yeah, and that right person, there could be different kind, like different right people. The right person for that for you can just pop up in your life at any given time, yeah. at any point in your life. And anyway, moving on, I believe that what we should mention next is um, favourite things about each other. Yeah, if you want. I I like your point of view. I like that you make me think about things in a whole different way. Like when I'm talking to you about these things, I really have to analyse all of the nuance and make sure that things are explained in a way that I don't always think about them and fully understand, like fully comprehend a concept to really to be able to take it with you. And that means that I have to fully comprehend it to take it with me too. And and that exchange yes. of, of language and of comprehension is really, really special, I think. Mm. Anything else? Uh, I also think that you're very kind. You're very, very loyal. You're someone who I can depend on. You've helped me when I've been very, very happy, but also when I've been very, very sad. And you are very conservative in the way you do things, like very traditional and a little bit reserved. But then you're such a risk taker as well. You surprise me. Like sometimes you're very, you come across as conservative and quite controlled. And then you'll do something totally crazy. And I think that that's uh, very special. Or You do care what other people think, but you have your, such a, your own personality that it doesn't matter what anyone thought of you, you would still maintain yourself. And I think that that's beautiful. Um, I mean, there's lots of things I like about you. We've been friends for 10 years. It's really hard to sum up, mm. but those are a few things. Well, all I can say is some of the things I love about you is that you're an amazing friend, no question. You've been there for me when I need a friend. And another thing I love about you is that you're also quite a kind and loyal person as well. And even though I find the fact that you're like a grasshopper somewhat amusing. What do you, what do you mean? Yeah, go on. When I say grasshopper, I'm talking about the fact that you move around a lot. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Very jumpy. Yes. Also the fact that... You accomplished something that I previously thought that I wouldn't be able to do. What's that? You've lived overseas before. You've lived in Peru, France, and Germany. And also, in late March 2017, we were FaceTiming one night, and out of the blue, just like that, you invited me to stay with you for two weeks. Mm -hmm. It was going to be in France, but by the time I arrived, it was Germany. Yeah, I moved. When you first suggested it to me, I thought to myself, oh, crap, what's my dad going to say? Can I tell you something really funny that I don't think I've told you what? before? You know, when I made that offer, as as genuine as I was, and I always definitely, when I said it, I, I meant it, like you could come and visit. And I, um, But I don't think that I believed that you would. Like I had said that to somebody else before. I said, oh, why don't you come and visit? And they'd say, oh, it's too far and it's too much and it's like you're all the way on the other side of the world. So... So when I said it to you, I said, why don't you come and visit? I don't think that I really believed that you would. And then within a month, I was on the phone to your parents and on the phone to you and you were booking tickets. And it was such a whirlwind. And it was very, very surprising that you actually took it up. And it was such a, yeah, I don't know if I'd made that offer to somebody, they might not necessarily have taken me up on it quite so literally, quite so quickly. And it was an amazing thing that you did. And um, um, it was good. Thanks. In fact, I did it twice. Mm-hmm, you did. You came the first year. Uh, you came to Germany. What was that, 2018 or 2017? 2017 and then 2018. 
it was that the first time you'd left the country or was it? It was actually my first time that I left Australia. Yeah. And had you been on a plane before? Actually, I was once prior to that. Yeah. My family and I went to Harvey Bay in spring 2007. But that was the first time that you'd ever been on a plane on your own. It was the first time that you went overseas and you just took it in your stride. And that's a difficult thing to do on your own as a early 20s who's never really been anywhere and you just jumped on a plane and went. I was so impressed with you. And then you came into Germany and, like, I mean, I had to work and things while you were there, but you stayed for two weeks and... By the end of it, you were like, I mean, at first I I showed you how to use a washing machine. You hadn't been on your own before. And then by the end of it, you were catching buses and and paying for things in German. And you were all over the, all over the city. You'd tell me to meet you at the toy store and you were deciding where we were going. And do you remember? You said, I'm going to the toy store today and and this is where I'm going to be. And, and it was great because you were like coming from this place where you'd never made your own decisions on your own before and then all of a sudden you made this great big decision to go overseas and and just were able to do it and I was very very impressed with you yeah thanks in fact I really enjoyed my stay there both times Mm, I'm glad and when I came to Germany I was pretty cautious and on my guard as well Mm, because mm. it was a very new place and I didn't know what to expect yeah, I remember, do you remember when you came to my apartment and, like, I was – how old was I? Like, you were I? 22 at the time. Yeah, 22. I was 23. So I had the most beautiful apartment that I had ever lived in. It, it was, like, a ridiculous old outbow German apartment in Berlin and it had blue and velvet gold brocade wallpaper and a chandelier and it was this big corner apartment with a big bath and the first thing you did when you walked in was you dropped your bags and you looked around and went well what is it just said what did you say this is decent I suppose or like not too shabby no I did not say that what did you say I I remember saying these six words it's not much but it's decent that's what it was. It was not much, but decent. And it was hilarious because for me, I, it was the most ornate and decadent and luxurious place that I had ever lived. And the first thing you said was, it's not much, but it's decent. And it was very, very funny for me. But how did you feel coming over and, and being in this world? Like it was such a change for you, right? Like I remember you thought it was a bit dirty in the city and, and to begin with. A little, a little, but I... Liked the culture as well. What did you like about it? It appears to be very old-fashioned and looks like it has history behind it and and also vintage as well. Do you remember some of the things that we did in the first time that you came? We visited a few ancient castles and some abandoned buildings. Is that the year we drove to Poland? Yeah, Poland for a day. And we went to the beach in Poland, didn't we? Yep, we did. When we went to Poland, I actually brought my passport with me because I believed that there would be a border gate with guards. Mm-hmm. But there's no border, is there? I suppose not. Do you remember there was a nudist beach? Yes, I remember that. I remember you telling me about it when you saw it. and I think it was the first time that you'd seen a nudist beach in, in, in the wild. Yeah. Uh, how yeah. did you feel about like the difference in culture when it came to that sort of thing? The culture in Germany seems more relaxed than the culture here. Mm-hmm. Because the culture is very much very similar to that of England and, and America. And 
around that time, we went to Potsdam for a day. We did too. Potsdam's beautiful, isn't it? Uh, ex- except you. Except I what? Except you fell down the slippery dip and bruised your bum and you were very, very upset with us all. Well, technically, I bruised my tailbone <laughs> mm-hmm. and it caused a lot of pain. I'm sorry. It was very funny. <sighs> all good. Oh, you don't, I don't think you thought it was funny at all. No, because I was the one with the pain. Mm. Can I ask you something? Uh, like, uh, although it's really good to remember all of the different things, but kind of more about how it felt and how it's changed your perspective on life and everything since then. Did you have you found that was there a big difference between the way that you felt about going overseas the first time? Like you were a bit probably a bit nervous and a bit thingy, and then the second time, yeah. did you notice that you felt more confident, more able? And then on yeah. that. How does it feel now? Like, has that confidence come with you and, and that independence been able to come with you into the world afterwards? Actually, it has. And mm. it kind of changed me as a person that I wanted to do more traveling. Yeah. What do you think that change is? Like, what, is it, what does it mean? What does it, it feel like? It inspired me to want to be a more experienced person and be more cultured because prior to – leaving Australia for the first time, I didn't feel very cultured at all. I felt like I was trapped in a bubble. Yeah, but going overseas meant that you got to see more and experience more and expand that bubble? Oh, yeah, definitely. Do you want to do it again on your your own now? Yes, I would, but I don't want to go overseas by myself. I'd rather go with someone. Yeah. Would you consider living overseas? I would, But also, if I did marry somebody who came from somewhere overseas, I would consider applying for citizenship there, you know, dual citizenship. Yeah. So it's something that you would like to do and and share with somebody, though, who's going overseas. Yeah, of course. No, I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Do you have anywhere that you'd really like to go? Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. Where would you go? I've only been to Germany and Hawaii, but some places that I'd like to visit And Poland. Yeah, I've been to Poland as well. I okay. keep forgetting that, sorry. Countries I'd love to visit on my bucket list are Italy, Spain, England, Scotland, Wales, mm. Croatia, and maybe mm. Portugal, and Germany again, maybe Romania. You've got a long list. And also Canada. And Canada because it has amazing flora and fauna and – I've heard that I've had a lot of fans. I have a lot of fans over there. Yeah, it's a funny thing now, isn't it? Having fans all over the world. Yeah. It's flattering, but also kind of overwhelming. Yeah, it can be a bit overwhelming, can't it? Are you enjoying the attention? Yeah, I'm still enjoying it, but I've also been advised to never change who I am. Yeah, well, I advise that too. I think that you are so much yourself that it would be very hard for you to change who you are yeah but then again i was fame was never one of my goals Mm -mm. but it suits you so well i just became famous by chance Mm -hmm. and i did not expect it either we have now come to the part of the podcast where it's time for our Ask Mr. A Plus segment, which means since I'm asking all the questions and a lot of the talking, the Mr. A Plus segment is an opportunity for the guest to ask me some questions. 
any questions that come to their mind. So now, over to you, Brianna. All right. Thank you, Michael. This will be fun. I've got a kind of personal question and then a kind of fun question. So I think I'll leave the fun one to last so that we can end in a laugh. But first question is, we all struggle with down days sometimes. Uh, I know I do. I know that you do. Um, and we can call our friends and, and stuff and we all come out of them okay. But I, I wanted to know what are some things that you do to pull yourself out of dark days and, and, and bring yourself back up again? Well, it depends on where I am. If I'm at home, I would listen to meditation music or watch a comedy, a television sitcom, or listen to some Colleen Minogue or Samantha Jade. Mm-hmm. They're fun. Or maybe also meditate with my dad. Yeah, okay. And what if you're not at home? I would find somewhere quiet and maybe have some water. That's probably the best place I can think of outside of home. All right. And then a more fun question. Uh, what do you want for Christmas? Have you got a list? I don't really have a list. Well, you've got to think of a couple of things for me. You mean like anything at all? Okay, so, okay, how about two lists? One list of three things that are anything at all, and then, like, one list of three things that maybe realistically I could get you. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll start off with the list of three realistic things. Okay. Possibly a scented candle. Mm-hmm. Or a framed picture of us. Mm-hmm. Or even another Hawaiian shirt would be fine. All right, and go on now. Anything in the world. Um, an acting career, um, <laughs> yeah. a cottage, and very importantly, a wife. All right. Yep. Yeah, I don't think that I can get you those things, but we, I can help you on your way towards them. <laughs> yeah, that that's very comforting. Yeah. Well, there you go. Good answers. Thanks, Bree. Well, Brianna, I think that's our all the time we have right now. Thank you very much for choosing to be a guest on our podcast today. I really oh, appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me, Michael. It's been uh, wonderful to be able to speak to you and, and be a part of this great project. Thanks. thanks it was my me. pleasure. And I do hope to do it with you again. Yeah, I hope so. It's been fun. I'd love to. It was. Yeah, it would be great to have you on board as a guest again. So it will be arranged. Thank you, Bree. Thanks for your time. Thank you very much. Um, bye, Michael. Ciao. So what do you think the difference between friendship and romantic interest is? People that you're friends with, they're like your second family. And they're people that you can spend time with and rely on for um, comfort or support or guidance when you need it. Because mm-hmm. that's what friends are for. But with romantic relationships that means you're dedicating yourself to that one person that means so much to you also romantic relationships are very serious i always say that if a person finds a partner for themselves they should not only be loyal but also grateful because Mm -hmm. a partner is also like a treasure if you end up losing it there's a chance that you might not be able to get it back Mm -hmm.